0: Ladies and gentlemen, and I hope you are men that are gentle. Um, I am, as you probably, a lot of you know, in another country again. Last week's episode was from Dubai, and to be honest with you, for me as well, it's a bit of a head spinner. This week's episode comes from the United States of America. We're out here on Long Island in the Hamptons. I have never been here before, and what an experience it is. First and foremost, hello, how are you? Are you well? I have to apologize, I think, um, on the lateness of this week's episode coming out. However, we haven't done a deal on that. I mean, I I, I think it's one of these things that I stress out about a lot. I'm kind of going, oh, I didn't do the podcast, oh, I didn't do the podcast, I didn't let it out. And it's also, you know, time-wise, time-zone-wise, it's still, is it the morning here? Yes, it's 10 minutes to midday here as I'm recording this, which means it's actually dinner time back. It's like 5 o'clock, 10 to 5, back in Ireland. By the time this gets posted, it's going to be Friday evening. None of you are listening to a podcast on a Friday evening. Let's be honest about it. But still, I've made the effort. I'm getting out there. I'm getting it done. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been carrying a lot of guilt over the last few days, kind of going, oh, I didn't get the. Po-. I literally haven't had a chance to do it. I'll explain why. But I do realize as well that, you know, I just got to get the podcast up this week. And I'm sure you have loads of other podcasts that are lined up that you're listening to. And you will listen to it in your own good time. I don't think, I, I, at least, I don't think I got any messages this morning going, It's Friday morning! Where's my podcast? No. So, since Hello Stevos came back and started back, I have been doing them for, I think it was on a Thursday and a Friday, for no reason. I just started it back on a random day. So I don't know what the commitment is. Um, if you have any preferences on the commitment to when you'd like Hello Steveo podcast to come out, please do let me know. But um, it's just happening when it's happening at the moment, and uh, and I know I promised loads of guests and all that kind of stuff last week, which was going to happen, and it will happen. I just didn't say when. <laughs> I must apologize. I. Just in general, like now, for my general uh, sense of being, I suppose, I am here in Long Island in the Hamptons. Um, I'll, I'll describe how I'm feeling at the moment. Um, I haven't brushed my teeth. Uh, let's start with that. Um, I haven't had a shower yet. I have been out to have breakfast, though, because I was woken up to go, yo, bro, it's time to go for breakfast. So we went to the golf club. I mean, think it was the swanky golf club here in the Hamptons in New York. And I just, as I've said this to you all now, I realize I still haven't brushed my teeth or had a shower. <laughs> I'm, but I'm, paint, I'm being honest. I'm painting the picture. I have the, I'm not hung over, but I have, you know, the next day alcohol sweats a little bit. So I'm dying to have the shower. And I will have the shower. It's just the situation that I'm in means that the shower isn't necessarily regularly available. Um, so I haven't had a chance to do that yet. And there's a little bit of downtime on this trip. And I said, quickly, you have the moment, you have the podcast gear, go record a podcast and edit it and put it up later on. Before you've even showered, before you've even brushed your teeth, before you've gotten ready, I'm here because of, as a lot of you may know, of a friend's wedding. Um, A friend of mine is getting married out here. The comedian who you might have heard of, Des Bishop, is getting married. And um, uh, uh, I was invited out and... It's been um, it's been a brilliant couple of days. I so I flew back from Dubai on Monday um, I landed in uh, I got home and I was managed to got back to Dublin and I was managed I managed to surprise my daughter and collect her from school on Monday as a complete surprise so I was delighted to be able to do that um, so I had Monday afternoon with her. I had Tuesday where I kind of I brought her to school but I had to run around and get things the last few bits and pieces. Part of me ready for the wedding. Um, I had to get a pair of shoes, and I had to do a, a few other bits and pieces. And then, um, I flew. Out, I I left the house really really early on Wednesday morning to come out here, and we were in New York, and we were out here in the Hamptons by about four o'clock, um, in the afternoon in US time, which was about about nine o'clock in the evening Irish time um and it's been a real it's it's been a real whirlwind kind of being here it's a part of the us that i haven't seen before i think that so we got to west hampton in the afternoon and we stopped off for something to eat before we went out to des's house and it's a little i don't know if you guys are fans of the gilmore girls if you know that show but it's real like pretty american not countryside in the world but small time small town america kind of a vibe and um, everybody's got really really white teeth and they're pretty and all the houses are, are are white you know they're all you know painted white those wooden houses and all that kind of stuff so the village is very quaint and lovely and um yeah it was like being it was a bit eerie in that everyone was super nice and because it's quiet this time of year it's kind of like that eerie it was a nice american town before the psycho murderer comes in type of vibe you know <laughs> so we got in on uh, that whatever day, that was Wednesday, we had something to eat and we came out to Dez's house and I'm staying in Dez's house uh, with I think five other lads from Ireland good pals of Dez's who he was in college with and um, uh, our agent was out as well came out as well and he um, so but she's staying somewhere else with her husband. So I'm basically staying me De- and Hannah was there for the first night, his, his bride to be. So it's me, Dez, Hannah and four or five other blokes staying in this lovely little beach house, which um, is a gorgeous place that used to belong to um, Des's parents. He used to come out here as a kid from from uh from New York, from Queens, they used to come out here. And it's very like this whole area of this part of Long Island where is where a lot of New Yorkers have their holiday home homes. So in the Irish context, it might be where you have uh your caravan down at Wexford, except these caravans are fucking mansions. And um so and then if you see on the map, if you check check out the Hamptons on the map. So you've got Long Island that comes out from New York City, and it's obviously, you know, the, the clue is in the name. It's a Long Island going out into the sea. But then the Hamptons is like, it's literally a road, okay, in the middle of this strip of land. And either side of the road, you've got the beach houses. And then behind either side of the beach houses, you've got the sea. So it's really out in, you know, it's basically a beach that just goes out for miles and miles and miles, and Des's house is really at the end of it. So it's it's a mad experience being over here. And even when you get over the bridge com- coming from West Hampton, the little town, um, the temperature really drops when you get out to here, to, to this beach area. The temperature really drops, so it's a bit, it's a bit crazy, really, because um, like yesterday... You know, we got up and I was like, "Jesus, freezing!" You know, the lads going for for a swim in the sea. It's and they said the water is colder here than it is in Ireland because in Ireland, of course, we have the North Atlantic Drift, which makes, which makes the water a little bit warmer. I was not. I'm sorry. I was just back from Dubai. My my. I think maybe my blood is thinned a little bit. It was 35, pushing 40 degrees in Dubai. It was roasting. To come here, it was freezing for me, and I was not getting in the water. I know I sound like a sissy. It's the Latino blood as well. I was not getting in the water. So... The lads uh, went for a swim and then the other morning we, we yesterday morning we got up I was freezing I had like a t-shirt a hoodie a jacket on top of that and we got into the car to go and watch uh des's um uh, wife to be Hannah used to be I think she was a pro tennis player I'm not sure but she was going to play one of the lads who's really good at tennis and I went to watch that because it was fast honestly it was fascinating to watch but that was just back into the into the town of West Hampton and it was r- all of a sudden, I was roasting. I had to take off my jacket and my hoodie. It was like I was sweating. The heat, the temperature went completely up. So it's really interesting how the temperature changes between... The, literally, it's a five, not even a ten-minute drive. Definitely not. Just that little tiny move from being out, in like, basically in the middle of the sea, where Dez's house is, to just going a little bit inland, and the temperature completely drops. They reckon about ten degrees Fahrenheit, it drops in difference. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, it's been a a wild experience. It's been a real American experience. We went yesterday for, uh, like, uh, they call it the rehearsal dinner, which I assumed meant that they were going to go rehearse the speeches and all that kind of stuff. But it was basically just a get-together of the two families. And it was in this huge house that they'd rented. But, like, all the houses out here are like, you know, all the American movies that you've seen, the American houses. Or do you remember Seventh Heaven, that show? Or, you know, the American family, big house, big rooms, big kitchens. That's exactly what it was. And it was like honestly, it was like being in a movie. It was very funny, really. But it's great to meet to, to meet all the different cultures because in the, in the US, it's you know it's it's really strong what your your background is. So in Ireland, it's like a bit more where you're from. You're from Cork. You're from Dublin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But over here, it's everybody's American. Lots of New Yorkers here. But what what your background is is a huge part of your identity. So last night you had Irish American, you had Italian American, you had Jewish American, you had. Uh, Uh, Lebanese American I was talking to a woman who's a Lebanese American and that's a real strong part of the identity so it was cool to kind of you know meet all these different backgrounds and chat to all these different people and honestly it did feel like I was in a movie I felt like a sapper well to be fair me and all you know Dez's mates were, were saying that it is like being in a movie so we had a great time at that dinner last night but as you can imagine that's the night before the wedding I'm actually recording this by the time you're probably this hits your airpods the wedding will be on which is you know the wedding doesn't start till half four isn't that mad completely different to Ireland usually a wedding ceremony would happen at about 2 and we'd all be smashed by half four let's be honest and um so yeah I'm I'm recording this on the wedding the so, wedding. So, so last night the rehearsal dinner it went on till I don't know we ended up in the Cladda bar <laughs> and we walk into this bar And Aidan, Dez's brother, goes, hey, I got some actual real Irish people here. We got a round of applause in the pub walking in. (laughs) Better than, like, um, you know, any show I've had. You know, we just got a round of applause for being Irish. It was amazing. It was very funny. We stayed there in a very American bar drinking beers. And some of the guys were doing shots. Um, And, uh, yeah, it it was just a fun time. And then we ended up going back to the house last night and just having lots of crack and i have to say i like i've always spoken about this a million and one times before i'm not the greatest socializer in the world but in such a situation i've it's actually been good for me to get up and get on with it you know and i've had great crack with Desi mates. they're the loveliest lads they were all in college in UCC together, and um it's kind of, I'm a little bit envious of that whole kind of thing because I never did uh, university when I was younger. So a little bit envious of having that vibe, you know what I mean? Having that, you know, we've all, you know, or, or so some of you guys might be friends with all the guys from your hometown or from the school you went to. Because of my upbringing was all over the place. I've never had that kind of crew kind of a thing. Or I suppose it's about the effort you put in as well. Let's be honest. Anyway, it's cool to be part of it. Uh and all Dez's mates that know each other for so long, and there's so many stories, and the crack is 90, because, you know, they've been on a million and one, they're all married, they all have kids, so, you know, they've done all this a million times before, so every time they've been on a bachelor party, or a stag do, or been at a wedding party, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, there's a million stories, and, you know, they all know each other on that front so well. Um, <laughs> so, and the, and I said, these guys have kids, Last night turned out to be a long night for a lot of the lads, and some just literally conked out with exhaustion, jet lag, and the fact that they have a few days off to have a few beers, been away from the kids. They're exhausted. <laughs> the lads just falls asleep straight away on the couch, and it was very like an episode of The Hangover Old School where we were doing all sorts of photos and having all sorts of crack. <laughs> it's great. Fun. There's nothing better than like... Sticking your arse in someone's face when they're asleep. It's so immature, it's so stupid. And we're like, I'm thirty-six, these all lads are all ten years older than me, but it's still so funny to do. I don't know why. But it is. It was great crack and we had a lot of laughs about it this morning. And then we went to the golf club. Dez's Golf Club. there's a big golfer. And we had breakfast there this morning. And that, man, that was gorgeous. But Oh, I forgot to say, we had breakfast in a proper old school diner yesterday. Which was like walking back in time. The servers were really young. Like they were just out of high school. But like the walls were decorated. I put some photos on Instagram of like, uh, like collections of Life magazine from the 1950s. And um, the place, honestly, that has not been refurbished in a long, long, long time. The chairs were ancient. The whole vibe was ancient. And then you had diner food. So like the big pot of coffee. And they just top you up your coffee all the time. I had corned beef hash with eggs over easy. I love saying that because I don't actually know what it means. But I, you know, you just hear them say it in the movies. Have my eggs over easy, please. Uh, we had the pots of coffee, and it was great. Then this morning, we had all that in the golf club, and they do this crazy, like, French toast, American-style French toast thing, but it was, like, I mean, it was amazing. Like, Des ordered a portion for us all to share just so we could taste it, but, you know, you couldn't order one of those for yourself because, like, the sugar in it, my God. <laughs> You'd be high on I only had We only had one little stick of French toast each, but it was still full-on, like. Um. So, yeah, they like real American food and real American experiences. And what I like about it is that it's also, there's not a huge barrier between, you know, because we're not hugely different. Well, it's, it's different to when you go to Dubai. There's so many other cultural barriers going on. There's, you know, there's language difference. There's the culture, the way that a place like Dubai is run. Uh, in, you know, it's completely governed in a completely different way. Whereas we know America because of the movies, essentially. So you never, you know, it's different, and it's fascinating to us, but it's uh, it's just, you know, we, we kind of know it at the same time, you know? So... You you know I loved all these diner experiences because everything everything like even where I'm recording this now it just feels like I'm in a movie you know the house that I'm recording in now is a, a neighbor of Des's who like has allowed us to be able to stay here for for all of the Irish that came over I'm in this huge massive house that's built up on stilts that is you know you know the big massive rooms and open sitting rooms and open kitchens and you know all that stuff that we don't really that's not the norm in Ireland you know. But here it is, it's the norm, that's the way that, well, certainly this part, I suppose it's where rich people live, let's be honest. And then, on the way this morning, back from the golf club, I've had what probably was the most American experience ever. <laughs> We're driving back to Dez's house from the golf club, and in the middle of the road, we notice, I'm. I'm this, is, this is real, I'm not making this up, it's not uh, visions from the hangover, this is real, this actually happened. The cars start to slow down and we see in the middle of the road, you're not sure if it's real or if it's a puppet at the start, a bald eagle. Yeah, you know the eagle with the white head, the eagle that is the icon of America, that's on the crest of the Air Force, I think. A massive, huge eagle in the middle of the road. And we're like, I start slowing down, kind of going, uh. oh, oh, this Sorry, that's by my phone interfering, isn't it? Sorry, I heard a bit of beep in there but in the middle of the road the bald eagle is there the car starts to slow down it's just it's on the tarmac right in the middle of the road and it starts to flap its wings looking around at the cars and all that it's obviously just swooped down and as it flies away it is holding in its talons either a huge rat or a possum or a cat and it is flying away with this animal gripped in its talons and we were all like the cat we stopped in the car we're like holy shit what are the chances of seeing something like that? I mean, I don't even think, I'm going to have to Google this. I don't think this is the, like, the area for a bald eagle. I don't think this is where they hang around, you know? But this giant eagle flying away over the car, over these gorgeous, um, white-painted American mansions, and flying over it is this huge eagle within its grips. A dead animal, which, I don't know, it, what's that a metaphor for? Is that, you know, the that the American dream grips you till you're dead? Ooh, that was good, Stephen, very. Good, very good. So that was this morning. We've just come back from that drive, and everybody's kind of nodding off. It's, as I said, it's midday now, so the, the, the wedding isn't going to happen for at least another four hours. So we've got time to kill. So I said it's time to do the pod. So that's what I've been doing the last few days, and um, it's been lovely. It has been lovely. I will say I don't think it's said on the on the last podcast, but it always takes me a minimum of twenty four hours, if not more, to settle. And I really had to make the effort this time because there was other people around and kind of basically staying and living with other people to put the effort in to kind of like get over a bit of homesickness or a bit of like it was hard to leave my daughter again. I did not fucking like it. I'm not going to lie to you. It was bloody difficult um but you know and it's you know this isn't even a work trip although i might be imagine this could be amazing i did get offered to do a a set in a new york stand-up comedy club called the stand so imagine i think i might do it on sunday night i just gotta do it for the experience fuck it be so exciting to do that so um but yeah I, i don't like you know leaving the leaving the daughter behind and uh you know it pulls at the heartstrings a little bit you know but i think she's okay with the whole thing and by the way if those of you who are new listeners to the show this doesn't happen all the time like i sound like a such a a tosser but it's just it's just the way that this week happened i got invited to this wedding ages ago so you know i booked the flights and um And then the Dubai thing came up last minute. It was just like only three weeks ago I got asked to do it. So then all of a sudden you're kind of going, yeah, I can make that happen. But all of a sudden you're going from Dubai to New York. (laughs) So no. If you're a new listener to the show, that is not the norm. But yeah, so that has been my time in the last... uh, a couple of weeks, but the last couple of days in particular, and I'm really excited about the the, the wedding today because I've actually really enjoyed myself and I've but I put the effort into enjoying myself. I haven't gotten too drunk or anything like that. I just had a few drinks, but you know, I as I keep saying to you, I'm not great socially, even though it's a, you know people go, but you're a comedian, of course, yeah. But we do things on our own all the time, you know. Just so been healthy for me to be in a group of of, of mates and uh, having the crack with other people, and it's been you know genuinely. Genuinely great crack to the point where I am actually excited about this wedding today. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be like at a proper American style wedding, and uh, it's yeah, it's it is exciting. And what's ha- what's great about it is that because we're a bit of a novelty over here, so everybody wants to meet the Irish. Oh my god, are you guys from Ireland? Although one guy was like, I thought you were from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give over. He was an older gentleman who likes the younger gentleman. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's what's happening here. That's what i'm I'm just over here for the wedding, and um i'm I'm enjoying the downtime, and I actually will have a couple of days where I can go into the city afterwards, and so I might spend a couple of nights in Manhattan. I might get that show, I might go do a a, a set in a, in a comedy club that would be great crack. and sure, why not? You only live once. I'm starting to, since coming out the other side of lockdown, I'm starting to go embrace that, embrace doing different things, embrace the opportunities that come up for you. And don't say no, just go, yeah, fuck it, I'll give it a whirl. You know, I don't know why this is happening. Maybe it's because I've had alcohol. No, it's not. I've been thinking about this for a while. We own like, this is such a cliche, but we only live once. I have a real sense of that the last few months. I don't know, it's because of work has only come back since, you know, the pandemic ended and all of a sudden I'm back out there again and lots of you have followed the journey where in the pandemic I stopped doing the podcast, I went to school and, you know, that was my path at that moment in time but then work came back, then that kind of changes things for me again. But I have a real sense in the last few months of just like, yeah, I... I, I only live once. So why not? Not only enjoy the opportunities that are coming out in front of me, but just actually push to try more. Push to try more, find more opportunities, or push to try and find other adventures, or just be a little bit more open to see, like, what else is going on out there? How else can I have the crack? How else can I find a little bit of adventure or enjoyment in having this conversation with this person or hopping on a plane here or trying something new there. I know these are all cliches. I know they're all like, you know, you only live once. You should try something new every day, blah, 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 all that stuff. But, you know, I've got a real strong, strong sense of that in, in, in the last couple of months and trying to just embrace, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, maybe that comes out of a sense of, you know, we've all had a tough time the last couple of years. I've had a particularly tough time the last few months in particular. However, you know, I will talk about that at a later date, you know, when the time is right at some point. But I kind of, some of you already see me on stage, kind of know, you know, talk about a little bit about it on stage. But I think there's like, when things go wrong, you have a real sense of, do you know what? Be Be grateful for the things that you do have. And, you know, you know, I'm out here with other people and you talk about your family situations or you talk about your kids or your partners or all that kind of stuff. And I start to realize I'm very lucky. I am very blessed to be in the position that I'm in. Other people have, you know, other family situations that are, you know, it's really, you know, really difficult. And I start to realize, oh, the every day that I go through, I should be so grateful for what I do have versus what other people's everydays are that are really challenging, that are really emotionally draining, that are really difficult, I start to go, be thankful, be grateful for the things that I do have, you know? So, yeah, I suppose that's what this podcast is about today, is kind of just, just learning to have the crack a little bit more, learning to, you know a crack is making a crack but learning to just go with the opportunities go with the flow go with the adventure of what's happening in every day I've got to meet these five amazing dudes that are very funny that I know that will be I'm not saying we're best friends all of a sudden but you know I know I've got friends now I've got new friends do you know what I mean and I think that's great one of them is a DJ on national radio in Ireland it's great to talk to someone like that who does that for a living great to very funny as well All sorts of walks of life. It's just grey crack in general. Now, I hope that's, you know, I think I've done well to go as long as I have at the moment, considering the state that I'm in. I apologize for how late this has come out, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging either. I did get some emails. uh, I did get some messages. And generally, there are messages of um, just delighted that the podcast is back. However, I do want to push you guys again. If there's anything that you guys want me to talk about on the show, then please email hellostevoepodcast at gmail.com. Um, or if there's any comments you'd like to make, or if there's anything that, you, yeah, you know, just general questions you'd want me to talk about, podcast at gmail.com. Please do send me an email. I did get some messages from some parents who wanted to talk about the educational stuff that was going on in their lives. Um, I don't have the message in front of me now, but the general vibe of it was that they have kids that are really struggling in school, that have different abilities and, um, you know, that they're rebelling against the school system and stuff like that. And they wanted to hear about what I thought about that kind of thing, because in a sense, uh, coming back to education as a mature adult, um, well, as an adult anyway, (laughs) as a mature student, that I, I might have some perspective on that. Um, and to the people who, who who have got kids and who are who have kids who are struggling in particular in school what i would say is while it's you know it's difficult um i would say to not to worry because you don't know uh, what kind of an adult this person is going to turn out to be Uh, and you know because I'll be honest from what you you guys know of me in school I was a disaster but it wasn't because I was stupid I wasn't stupid it was just school didn't work out for me and I now look back as an adult and go no actually some of the system should be catered more for people like me thank you very much but I was a big sports guy at the time. I continued in the sports thing. I did very well at soccer and Gaelic Games and all that kind of stuff. I thought I wanted to be in sports. But I went on to work in building sites. And while I was working in building sites, I gave up the sports and I started a band. Then I went and worked in the charity. Then I was got into acting. Then I started working in coffee shops. Then I got into stand-up comedy. Then I went, you know, then I worked in restaurants. I cooked a bit in the restaurants as well. My point in saying all of those things together, a lot of people go, geez, you've done so many things. Look, at, that's life. What I'm trying to say is like, you don't know. You go on the adventure. Go and try the different things. And also embrace your kid, even when they're 8, 10, struggling in school. They have got talents. They have got things that they're good at. And it's just finding what it is. And the school system does not necessarily cater to that. They have brilliance in them on some level. And it's just about um, loving them enough to help them to find it for themselves and to follow them a little bit more, and to also guide them through the fact that, yeah, if this system isn't working for you, that's okay, let's not worry about that. There's other ways to do life. Don't get wrapped up in the whole school thing. I wouldn't worry about it too much. If they've got learning difficulties and stuff like that, help them with that, you know? Help them to find the, the new way of doing things and, and, and encourage them in finding their way of doing things and follow them. If anyone has, I've, my experience of my child, I don't know what you other parents out there think, my experience of my child, and I, I kind of thought this before she was born anyway because I wish somebody had done this for me, my experience of my child is my child will give me the answers as to what the child needs. You just have to listen and it's not necessarily going to come out in dialogue. They're not necessarily going to have to tell you. You have to listen with regards. Listen to, you know, when I say listen, it's kind of like, listen, watch, learn kind of a thing. You'll feel it off them. You'll feel what it is they need. Or if you're listening enough, you'll pick up things in different spots that add to the other problems that are going on on the other side. You kind of just have to follow them. I do think that, I, I personally believe, like I'm not, you know, I'm not some child cognitive behavioral specialist, but I genuinely do believe that the kid if you follow them enough or you listen to enough or you listen to the problems or you seek the problems enough that they're having they'll you'll find answers within them as well so if school isn't working out for them find something that they do love or help them to find what it is that they do love and encourage them and that get the get the confidence up in that and then you don't know where that's going to lead them you know you have absolutely no idea so I'm sorry, to, to whoever that regular listener was, I'd lost the name of the message and all that. So that's why I needed all the messages to go through in emails. But I hope that is helpful. I know it's a bit of a cliche that all you need to do is love your kids. I remember when my kid was on the way, I was stressed that I didn't have a lot of money, you know. And, you know, uh, there was people around where I was working at the time in London that were having kids at the same time. They're spending a grand, a thousand pounds sterling on a buggy. Because they wanted the top of the range buggy. But another friend of mine who was waiting with me, shouted to Jack Carr, he had had a kid seven, eight years previous, and he was like, a child doesn't give a fuck how much money you have. <laughs> to me, because I was stressing about it, a child just needs you to love it. Do you think the child knows how much your buggy costs? <laughs> Do you think the child is ever going to remember that buggy? You know? And of course, we get to that certain age where you know we're embarrassed to wear certain clothes because all the other kids have these clothes and blah 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 blah. But for the first few years of the life, the child don't need that at all. The child doesn't need all those things. So we definitely worry about external things to do with the child that, you know, are irrelevant to the child. The child's worries are very different to what we're worrying about sometimes. And I do believe in kind of trying to figure it out with the kid. You know, like my daughter has things like I have her in jujitsu class. I have her doing Irish dancing, all those types of things. But I have to listen out within that. Whereas I want her to do something like jiu-jitsu because it's good for her confidence and good for her to look after herself in the future. But make sure that she's enjoying it, you know, and make sure that she sees the purpose in it. I'm not saying she has to be jiu-jitsu champion of the world. But, you know, some mornings she doesn't want to go. But we talk through that and we kind of go, I help her to enjoy it. Then I'll play jiu-jitsu with her sometimes when she gets home and she, she, she gets enjoyment. I'm like, wow, you're really good at this and she gets confidence in that and you kind of I engage with her on the level that she's at with the problems that you know that she's having it's kind of like just trying to be a child again remember we were all kids we all had those stresses we all had those fears so your kid is no different so engage with them on on, if they're struggling in school engage with them on those things on that level you know so that's it that is all I have for you today I have no idea what I just talked about (laughs) (laughs) To be quite honest with you, I'm all over the place. I'm definitely jet lagged because my body is still on Dubai time. So it is now like half past midday here, which means in Dubai, it's like half past eight at night. So my body clock is a little bit all over the place, but I'm looking forward to today. I'm looking forward to the wedding. Um, Look at regardless of what anybody thinks of marriage, I'm not sure that I, I even know what it is anymore or agree with it or any of those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, when people come together, that's a great thing. And when people come together to celebrate, that's a great thing. And uh, I'm going to enjoy that for that reason. And uh, enjoy today. And enjoy all the love that's going around. All the fun that's going around. Enjoy the adventure. Enjoy the new people that I can meet. Enjoy the experience of it. Because it's not every time that you get to go to a wedding in the Hamptons. Like, this is fucking crazy, you know. Uh, And I'm grateful to have this opportunity to do it, you know. And, uh... Well, I hope that, that my chatting about that kind of stuff can help us all kind of uh, enjoy, be grateful about all the other things that we do have and kind of, yeah, fuck it. It's Friday. Have a little adventure. I'm sorry it's late. But hey, I look forward to hearing from you. Email me, podcast at gmail.com. Have a great weekend. Peace and love.